0: success is achieved in small steps you can just have like a 30-day success to be honest so why how especially how you do it is going to be today's topic and David Erickson, one of one amazing guy amazing entrepreneur and a guy with amazing programs too, too to be honest is going to share with us exactly how you can achieve your 30-day success and how you can become a leader of your own destiny and now Uh, Those are just the first topics we're going to talk about in this short interview, but I promise you, after you leave that you have a broad knowledge of what really success is, why is it always long term, why why should you take like small steps, and many more, I mean, I'm super excited to share that with you, so I'm just going to stop speaking, just shut the hell up for a second, and let you listen to the interview. Have an amazing day, my network. Me and David had it all good.
1: Okay, David, I want to say one big welcome to the show, mate. Thank you for being a contribution to our amazing Chase 100 episodes. And, of course, ready to give your value bombs on the, on the show today. Anyways, before I actually starting, please say one big hello to my audience because they're super excited to meet you. And second, tell them the most interesting thing about yourself. Hey, everybody. I am so excited to be here with uh, Nikki. And talking to you
2: and I'm looking forward to our conversation today and one of the most exciting things about myself well a couple things one I am really excited about a new program I'm building uh, called high potential leaders it is a program designed to help people uh, get promoted and move up at their jobs Uh, something else I think is really exciting is uh, my program 30 days success which is a A program to help people stay motivated stay focused and really uh, turn all those good intentions into uh, actual experiences and uh, stepping stones in
1: their approach to succeeding in life how did that program came to be like what's the story behind it
2: oh so 30 days started as pretty much something I wanted to do to just give back to my community and uh, it started out as personally a, a journey for me and then it turned into kind of uh, an experience for a lot of people and And people were going through the program and they were starting it at the new year or starting it pretty much whenever they started it and they were having a lot of, of success. They were tackling things they, they had been afraid to do before, they were... Uh, Taking bigger risks, they were believing in themselves. So it started off really as as a journey for me that I eventually put
1: online uh, to help other people. So let's talk more about your journey. Actually, I want to talk more about your success and journey. Like, where did those where did it all started? Oh man, so my journey is
2: kind of it's it's not a straight line. So where i am now is a product of at least three previous careers right so i started off uh in computer science um then i went to i did some recruiting uh then i i had other businesses that i uh started myself and now i'm i'm here so there's some counseling mixed in there um there's some uh definitely some uh, computers mixed in there there's some Uh, pastoral ministry mixed in there there's a whole bunch of stuff that's gotten me here and I wouldn't change any of it I don't have any regrets about the way it's happened Um, it's all just kind of what makes my walk my experience my journey specific to me and allows me to help my clients more effectively
1: so how did uh, uh, okay so I want to do more about after the journey started and I want to talk more about your obstacles. Which were Ooh. the biggest obstacles in that journey? Like, the biggest obstacles for your success?
2: Oh, so the first one is always mindset. For me and pretty much everybody else, that's what 30 days of success comes in to do. Uh, and that's why I said it was part of my journey. Um, <laughs> the So I've been doing public speaking uh, for probably 20, 25 years. Uh, but for a long time, even when I started doing YouTube videos, uh, there was a nagging voice that said, you know, nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Nobody wants to um, Nobody wants to hear what you are offering, what makes you think you're the right person. And I still hear that voice today. Um, now I, I kind of say, sure, you're absolutely right. Nobody wants to hear it, but I'm going to say it anyway. So the first and biggest obstacle, and I think it's, it's not an obstacle you get past, even when I've talked to other people that – that speak or do whatever they do, um, with any modicum of success, they are always fighting that urge to not do it because of how it might be perceived, uh, what other people might think, or maybe they just don't feel they have the right credentials. Um, so yeah, it takes, and I I mean, at this point I have a doctorate in leadership and I'm still nervous about talking about leadership sometimes. So it's, it's uh, that's that's always been the biggest hurdle, the biggest obstacle is, is getting out of my own way and allowing what I have to offer the world to to shine through uh, without me judging myself and telling me it's not good enough because generally uh, I set a pretty high bar for myself.
1: That's one of the biggest obstacles. So you're you're still uncomfortable, you know, talking about leadership
2: no I'm not anymore but I still get nervous I still get um, there's still times when I'm getting ready to do a YouTube video or something along those lines or uh, putting out a uh, like I did a free mini course on providing um, powerful feedback and honestly whenever I'm thinking about that that voice does come up and it always wants to stop me and I know I'm not alone in this because most of my clients have the same voice in their head that's telling them it's not going to be good enough, no one's going to want it, and all of those things prevent you from moving forward. So do I still get nervous? Do I still have that little voice? Yeah, but now when I hear it, I say, cool,
1: I hear you, but I'm going to do it anyway. Well, let's talk more about leadership then. (laughs) Sure. All right. So, uh, you know, I'm going to talk more about technology leaders uh, for now, but... I want to ask you, you know, which are firstly your favorite technology leaders, like tech giants and leaders? Hmm. So
2: when it comes to that, I don't generally follow any specific tech leaders, right? Um, Because in a lot of ways, we put those folks on such platforms that anything they say, we take as... um, Written, those are the laws. That's the way it's supposed to be done, and those folks are generally so far removed from what most of my clients are dealing with. I only use them anecdotally. So, tech giant leaders, of course, of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna step back and say Steve Jobs. Now that I th- thought about it a little bit more, but that's only because of the impact he's had on so many industries. Um, I don't really follow like those guys to that extent again because they're really good at what they do they're leading huge organizations but for 99% of the rest of us they're not as consequential there so the people that I'd love to um, bring up are more of the the real-life examples of here's a leader here's someone who I think we can model because they did something well. We generally put those guys up on big platforms, um, but they're just human. They make mistakes, and everything they do isn't always as awesome as as many people would like to portray it. But if you had to pin me down, I'd say Steve Jobs because of the innovation and also because of, just like I said, the impact he's had on so many industries. I mean, he single-handedly created at least... He single-handedly created at least three markets and completely changed the music industry as a
1: tech leader. So, yeah. Well, let's talk more about the real examples then. Which are the real examples of leadership?
2: So when I talk about that, I usually try to find, and I was just on a call just minutes ago, they're generally not those uh, bigger-than-life people. I was just on a call with someone who was in the Air Force 20 years ago And they remembered a commander they had 20 years ago who uh, basically said along the lines of, you don't get to choose what happens to you, but you get to choose how you react to that. It's those moments that people can really connect with because it's part of their story. So instead of trying to connect them with something that's far away and very difficult to connect with, I try to find those good leaders in their past that they can connect with. So everybody's got them. In one of my workshops I actually asked people to compare their best leader to their worst leader their best boss to their worst boss and what you find is that people always have those two individuals in their past and they will remember them both equally decades later but the response to them is always completely different so you'll have I say your best leader And someone will say, oh, yeah, this person will light up when they're talking about their best leader. Oh, this person. And there are always specific traits that that person exemplified. And then I say the worst leader. And you can almost go down the exact opposite list, and that's what that person did. So I try to help people find those good leaders that they can emulate from their own past versus people that are far away and hard to connect with.
1: Which were though your leaders of your past? Like, which were the figures that you that you were most influenced by? Oh man,
2: I've got a couple. Uh, so good and bad. I, I had one boss who, when I was worldwide recruiting manager for a Fortune five, Fortune one hundred company, um, for one of their subsidiaries, right, one of their smaller companies. I was worldwide recruiting manager, he sent me all over the world. The way he gave me my assignment was so awesome. He only gave me, like, the first 10% of the assignment got me to say yes to that part. And I said yes, and I was running, and I did that really well. And then every week, it was almost like he'd come in and and broaden the assignment, and by the time I was done, and by the time he was done, I had really, I was doing way more than I thought I could have done at that stage in my life 20-plus years ago, and that was a an example of outstanding leadership and I use him as an example to this day I've had other leaders that were not awesome and you know they had completely different ideas of, of work-life balance and uh, what it meant to be a good employee that we just never connected I mean there were even organizations where there just wasn't a good fit uh, culturally so I didn't fit in that organization because it was these are the types of leaders that they, they put in positions. These were the types of things they looked for, and those weren't the types of things I value. So I've had other leaders, and unfortunately I've had more, I would argue I have more bad leaders than good. And I know that may just be me, but I've had, uh, I can probably count more bad leaders than um, that I've worked with. So I've learned a lot of what not to do based on those guys. And I've learned a lot of what to do based on the the leaders that I really um, loved and respected and would have uh, run through brick walls for.
1: So, but, uh, but do you want to one day be that leader of example? Do you have, like, people, uh, you know, maybe your students, uh, I mean, saying students, like, or mentees, whom to them you're the actual leader by real example
2: Uh, um so yeah as an executive coach as a career coach i do kind of take that role because of the accountability element but i wouldn't call myself a leader with my clients um simply because the structure is different so as an executive coach i'm working with them kind of partnering with them to achieve their goals, as their leader, I would be partnering with them to achieve organizational goals. So, fundamentally, there's some, there's some gray. There's there's some fluidity. So yes, some of them would look to me for that type of accountability, but I wouldn't call myself um, their leader. I would be more of a guy I'd be more of someone. I'd be more of a Yoda um, than. A, a leader for them I'd be more the guy pointing the direction helping them helping them find their way versus telling them what to do and holding them to specific
1: deadlines to get those things done make sense yeah yeah it makes sense man don't worry so you're basically their yoga you know uh, that's a um, uh, about would you say yo yoga or yoda?
0: Yoda Yoda
1: Yeah. Like from (laughs) Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah, so do you have a lightsaber or are you immensely like wisdom like guy?
2: Um, I am do I have a lightsaber? Of course I do. The (laughs) but yeah, I'm what I do is I basically help people unpack and un bring out the awesome that they already have. So my job isn't to be awesome and smart and all that good stuff. I am those things which makes it easier for me to help them see how awesome they are. So as an executive coach or or as a career coach or a leadership coach, what I'm doing is I'm helping them not only define where they are, but figure out where they want to go and then put a plan in place to get there. And so for me, I'd be the guy walking alongside them um, and helping them build those muscles and, and figure out how to use the
1: Force like Yoda did for Luke. But, yeah, but how do, how do we actually discover our awesomeness? I mean, uh, how do we actually start to discover it? What are the key steps we need to take to discover our awesomeness? Oh,
2: okay. So first, again, going back to mindset, you got to believe that you can be awesome. Some people, like, I'll greet people, and I'll just use this as an example. So when people say, hey, how you doing? I say, on top of the world, best day ever. Every single day without fail, that's my response. You call me at 2 in the morning, I'll say, on top of the world, best day ever. And it's not a reflection of what's happening, but it's more a reflection of my choice that every day is going to be the best day ever. When I say that to people oftentimes they'll laugh they'll chuckle un like a little nervously like I wish I was that good or I mean I had somebody say it to me this morning at the gym oh man I'm not, I'm not doing that good so fundamentally they already don't believe they can be on top of the world best they ever so my job is gonna be to help you believe you one are awesome and you can be more awesome Two, the idea is I help you understand that you can come up with your own solutions you don't need superheroes you don't need anyone to come in and save the day you're more than capable of saving the day yourself so it starts with mindset then it starts with actually taking the ideas that you have and having the courage to implement them in reality in the world and seeing what happens and learning how to course correct beyond that so after time over time you figure out you can do it, right? You believe you can do it. You start doing it, you make some mistakes, and you build that confidence so over time now you can actually see yourself being awesome, but beyond that you can actually be
1: awesome. What well, what if our ideas are like freaking crazy, like we uh, you know, may look like unrealistic or impossible. Oh, those are the good
2: those are the people I like to work with. Because if your dreams, there's a, a quote that says, if your dreams aren't big enough to scare you, they aren't big enough. So there has to be a point where your dreams get beyond your ability to actually perform them. Because that's when you're going to step out into a zone where all kind of opportunities will show up. But the, the point is having that dream to begin with. If you don't have that idea, if you don't have that goal, if you don't have that objective in front of you, you're going to get stuck doing pretty much the status quo. You're never going to try. Uh, you're, you're never going to fail. You're going to pretty much live a, a life that's unremarkable. Uh, I think Ben Franklin said, oh, man, the quote it, it slipped. But he said basically either live a life worth writing about or write something worth reading. It's, it's, the point <laughs> was... You want to live a life that's worth writing about, and and that's the end of it. That that's really what you want to
1: do. You only get one shot at this, so why not swing for the fences? Why play it safe? Well, how do you actually get the crazy ideas popping, though? How do you get that creativity to actually get the ideas? Well, it depends. Um,
2: I creativity comes from a thousand different places. Uh, it can happen when you unplug. And you're not listening to YouTube or watching YouTube or listening to music. It could be just on a walk. It could be something so simple it's, it's a problem you see every day that no one has solved. Maybe that's something you can do. It, it depends. And it doesn't even have to be insane. It could be um, like I believe there's a young lady right now who's sitting in uh, at the U.N. for some reason. It's uh, some big problem in, on the planet. And she's a teenager and she decided she's gonna tackle this problem it's a huge issue she's tackling just by you know demonstrating against it and it's over time gonna have some effect it just it requires once you have the dream to take that first step and then watch what happens and see how many other people want to come along with you for the ride or you know if no one else comes along how long can you keep working on it um, until you see some, some results from it. So the big ideas come from pretty much everywhere and anywhere. Uh, ideas are cheap. It's not ideas that are really, the really hard part.
1: It's the execution, execution. of those ideas. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Ideas are wow. cheap. And you know, the interesting thing is that you never really master execution. You know, it's that skill I believe no one can actually master. You can get good at it and get really good at it, but never master it.
2: Yeah, because the, the game keeps changing. So what worked yeah. last week, what worked last year, what worked to? think about it. What worked in, 20, in 2000, the year 2000, if you tried the same approaches in, in 2019, they would absolutely fail. And things keep moving. So what worked in 2015 probably won't work in 2020. So you've got to keep current and you've got to stay on top of uh, what's working in your industry at this point. And that's why leadership is always such a a wonderful topic because some of these elements are static because of human nature and other parts of leadership
1: have to change with the times. That's true, David. And, I mean, we talked really a lot for a lot of topics today, mate. I'm really liking the conversation. I have a few more questions we're going to wrap it up because that's too much value for my head and my listener's head, to be honest. We're going to blow up. All right. So, my first question, of course, is... Yeah. Okay, so after we finish that call and my listeners want to see more of you, if they want to see even more of you, how can they actually get in touch with you? What are the best social medias for that? Or websites?
0: Uh,
2: Well, you can always find me on uh, Instagram, uh, at dmacarrington, I think it is. Um, You can find me on YouTube. uh, Just type in David Arrington. Uh, or you can check out my website erringtoncoaching.com That's a r r i n g t o n coaching.com, and uh, that's those are easy ways to get to me. You can also for thirty days of success. You can also check out that was com.
1: All right, David. So my last question, of course, for now, is the most important one. All right. So we're wrapping up here. But what sure. is your last advice? To my listeners, do you have a quote, a wisdom, or advice to share?
2: Hmm. So a last parting thought based on what we talked about today. I would share with them, become your own hero. Become the person you most admire. Wow.
1: Or actually be better than them. Who knows?
2: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: All right David so I'll see you soon mate. I really thank you for the time I mean it was super amazing to have you on the show and thank you for being contributor to our 100 episode chase. We're going to get to 200 for the next month I'm sure. anyway nice. one one day I hope we can we can come here again do a second interview and laugh at the first one we did because that would be <laughs> awesome to be honest.
2: Yeah and don't worry, I'm gonna set up a page like I told you I'm gonna set up a page you could probably link to it. Uh, for your viewers so they can get more information and uh, and some 3Bs from my website. So
1: we'll I'll give you all that good stuff uh, afterwards, and you can link it to the podcast. Definitely will, mate. Okay. Thank you for your time today, mate, again. And thank you for that kindness, to be honest. We're all appreciating your kindness and vital bumps. All right. I'll see you soon. Have an amazing day, night, lunch, or dinner, or anything like that. And like I said, see you soon, mate. Bye bye. Yes, sir.
2: Thanks, Nicholas. Uh, Nicholas, and I'm very, very proud of you, man. You're doing an awesome job. Thanks, man. Thank you.